Today's scripture is from the Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 through 26. Hear these words of scripture. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking, and envying each other. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mitchell. You are an excellent liturgist. Let's pray. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Enable us to be receptive to your message this morning and challenge us to live more fully for you than we ever have before. Through the power of your spirit, we pray. Amen. Today we begin a new worship series on the three simple rules. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism long, long ago, outlined these, what he called these general rules to help followers of Jesus truly live into Jesus' command to love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. Last week, we ended our series on road tripping with Jesus, where we looked at the journey of discipleship as a road trip through life with Jesus as our navigator. And if you missed last week, you can go back, you can listen to our podcast, or all of our worship um, services are on our website as well, and you can take a look and worship throughout the week there as well. But we ended our series last week with acknowledging the cost of following Jesus, that choosing to be a disciple changes everything in our lives. And it's difficult to wholeheartedly follow God with our entire being, our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength. And so we fall short and we don't get it right. And then we need to pick up and try again. Well, these three simple rules, they help us in that trying again. These rules are one, do no harm, two, do good, and then three, stay in love with God. And these rules, they're simple in that they're short and they're to the point, but living them out is anything but simple or easy. Let's look at this first rule of do no harm. It sounds simple. Just don't do any harm. Don't gossip like Jenny was talking about. To do no harm means that we will be on guard so that all of our actions, even our silence, it doesn't add injury to another person, to any of God's children or any of God's creation. To do no harm means that each day we choose to be invested in the effort to bring healing instead of hurt, to bring wholeness instead of division and harmony with Jesus rather than our culture surrounding us. 
Doing no harm means that we choose to see each person as a child of God, as a recipient of love that is, frankly, it's unearned, it's unlimited, and it's even undeserved, just like we each are. And to do no harm means that we give up our most prized possessions. And I'm not talking about money or cars or jewelry or our home, but the possessions of power and control, our certainty that we are right and everyone else is wrong. It means giving up our way and trusting instead in God's way, even if that is different than the way that we would do it. Several years ago, Russ went grocery shopping. This isn't, ab- this isn't abnormal. He loves going grocery shopping. You can imagine as a chef, it's one of his favorite activities and one of my least favorite when he goes alone because I give him a list and he comes back with so much more because he sees something and he thinks, oh, I can make this with that. Oh, I can make this with that. And he has all these ideas about goodies and treats and meals that he can make for us. I love the goodies and the treats and the meal. I don't like the number at the checkout when he gets there. But this day, he pulled into a parking spot. He got out of the car, and then he realized he forgot his phone, so he turned back, reached in his car to get the phone, and turned back. Well, when he turned back around, he was met by a man's fist in his temple. At first, Russ was shocked. Why was he getting punched by this guy? He was confused because he had no idea what was happening or why he was being attacked. But then that shock, it quickly transformed into anger as he looked into the assailant's face. This man was just yelling at him, claiming that Russ purposefully had taken his parking spot. It was the parking spot that he was going to have, and then Russ took it, and so this guy was angry. And so Russ's initial urge, it was, it was to retaliate physically, an eye for an eye. But thankfully, <laughs> I think I would say it's partly to do with me, um, Russ is very calm in the face of opposition. And so instead of following his urge to to retaliate an eye for an eye, he then, he took a deep breath instead. He contained his anger and he faced the man and he said, look, if you would approach me and you would have said, hey, you took my spot, I want it back, and I had wronged you, I would have apologized, I would have given you the parking spot. I really don't care where I park. But since you led with violence, I'm going to call the police instead. And he held up his phone and apparently the guy knew that Russ meant business and so the guy took him seriously he jumped back in his car and he drove away now russ didn't have to be calm in that situation i don't know how many of us would have been calm in that situation he could have gone with his first instinct to fight back to punch the guy in the face too but instead he paused and he responded out of this first rule of do no harm I do not think that Russ consciously thought in that moment, oh, what are John Wesley's three simple rules? I will first do no harm. I don't think that's what happened. But what I do think what happened was that God's fruit, the fruit of God's spirit was at work in Russ in that moment. In today's scripture, 
that Mitchell read for us, the Apostle Paul lists out the fruit of the Spirit, the natural product of the Spirit that comes from living in relationship with God. The list of qualities are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are not individual fruits with an S, but they are all one fruit. They're like a bunch of grapes. And because like I'm a Welch, we think of grapes. And they're all found in every single Christian. They're not something that one person gets and somebody else doesn't. But we all have these multiple fruit. Now, let's, we have to recognize that this first, in the first in the list, is love. Love is the beginning of everything else. Because love, when it's produced by the Spirit, it sets the tone for everything we do. But it's not the mushy-gushy kind of um, romance love. It's this agape love, the divine love that is that unmerited, transforming, unchanging, unconditional love. It's the love that Christ showed us and then we get to show others. And when we center ourselves in that agape love, then we're able to live out those other qualities, the other fruit of the Spirit. Joy, peace, forbearance, or or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, I won't go into each and every one of these fruit, but I want to stop on the word patience, because I think that's one. Well, I know it's one that I need to work on, so I'm going to own it, and I want to point out in one of the commentaries that um, I was reading, I defined patience as the quality, I love this definition, patience is the quality of putting up with others even when one is severely tried. Patience is the quality of putting up with others even when one is severely tried. And every time that I read this, and I, even now as I'm reading it out loud, I have to focus because every time I read it, I read tried as tired. Putting up with others, even when one is severely tired. I think both of them work, tried and tired, right? I'm seeing lots of nods. I'm thinking of the teachers, especially in elementary school right now, that in this new building, they're tried and tired because it's all new, right? Yes. But patience, born out of the love for God, and love for one another, that is what Russ showed to that man in the grocery store parking lot. And that's a quality that is so unbelievably difficult right now because we are tired, we're exhausted, we're wounded from this global pandemic that just does not, see, COVID just won't go away. And it's very annoying, right? Like it just won't stop. We're also exhausted and tired from political unrest and these divisions that are more like chasms than they are cracks. And on top of that, all of just the regular stuff of life, illnesses that happen, stress, school, jobs, 
family, all of it. And yet, we are called to be patient. We are called with God to be, have kindness, goodness, peace, the whole cluster of fruit born out of the Spirit. That's what we are called to do as and have as disciples and followers of Jesus. That's how we live into doing no harm in our everyday lives. But thankfully, like fruit, these qualities are not meant for us to, to humanly manufacture. We don't manufacture them on our own. Like fruit, God grows them. We can't grow a grape out of nothing, right? That's God's job. God, with God's spirit, the life-giving energy of God's spirit, that's how this fruit grows organically within us. Because we don't do this work alone. We don't travel on this journey alone. We have God, we have one another, so that we might be, go into the world and be courageous in doing no harm, having that patience when we're tried and tired, and loving God and loving others unconditionally, just as God has loved us. So, I ask, how are you going to go into the world in the next day, in the next week and month, in the next years, and choose to live a life of doing no harm? I think we need to pray for that one. Let's pray. Good and glorious God, we love the idea of doing no harm. It sounds simple. It sounds wonderful. And it sounds like something to strive to. And yet we know that it is difficult. And so we ask for your spirit to fill us up so that we might go into the world. To grow that fruit within us so that others might see it. So that those people that we meet in every single day, no matter how we are feeling, we might be patient. We might show them love and your peace, your kindness and goodness that can only come from you so that this world might be transformed by you. We pray these things through the power of your spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, as we prepare for a time of prayer, I encourage those who are joining online to please use prayer at brexelumc.com or also the comments on Facebook to share your prayers. And I invite everyone to please stand in body or in spirit as we sing together. Deep. 
Take me deep. 
to be seated. We have a few prayers that have come through. Randy asked for prayers for his sister who is struggling with alcoholism as well as a toxic and abusive marriage. And the Eberhardt family asked for prayers for a neighbor who has tragically lost their home and everything that they have um, in a house fire. And Kathy asked for prayers for a student who has recently learned her father has terminal cancer. And I also want to ask for prayers for Ruth McDonald's brother, Jim, who is um, in hospice care, for Al Hahn, who is in rehab after a fall, as well as for Bill and Ann, um, prayers for doctors as they make the best decisions for Bill's care. And we know that even with all of this heaviness and all of this struggle, that God hears us and responds and can make our burdens lighter. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of life, we come to you today fully aware of our need of your presence, for your help in our lives. And yet we acknowledge that we often fail to stop and to turn to you for help. Oh God, we want to be loving, to seek joy and peace, to be gentle and patient and kind, to show goodness and to have self-control, and yet all of these things often elude us. So help us, Lord to root ourselves more deeply in you, to seek your will for our lives, to stop and to listen for your voice when we're troubled, to fully rely on you each day, so that like, by, like trees by streams that send down their roots to the water, may we send our roots to you and produce fruit of your spirit in our lives. Oh God, we remember the concerns and the prayers that we have lifted up as well as all of those that lay heavy on our hearts. We pray for those who are lonely and fearful and in pain, for those who struggle with addiction, for those who are plagued with anxiety and depression, for those who are struggling to to find meaning in their lives and those who need your comfort as they grieve. O oh Lord, hear our prayer. We pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we begin, as we prepare to leave this time together, I want to give a few ways that you can continue our mission of creating safe spaces to grow with God and with one another. And one way is to stick around here in person or make your way to the church if you're joining online for our fall kickoff festivities. We will be eating downstairs. Um, Farmer's Feast has been cooking down there and they are ready um, to serve us some delicious food. Um, and then we have cornhole downstairs in the um, preschool wing. We have uh, portraits. We want to put together a mosaic of our all of our beautiful faces that make up our church community. And so um, we'd love for everyone to get their picture taken online. Send in a picture. And so you can get portraits in the parlor, um, which is the room right behind us. There's a strategies um, table. Hold on. Okay. This is what we are calling a strategies book. It's um, rooted in worship, nourished in groups, and branching out in service. That's our strategy. This is like a portable ministry fair. It's a ministry fair to go. All of the ways that you can get connected, stay connected to BUMC are in here, we hope. There might be more that you find online. But grab one of these out there. There's also people bingo in all of your, um, the bulletins, I forgot what those things were called. Um, in your bulletins, there's a people bingo. If you fill this out and then you turn it in at the strategies table, then you get a reusable bag that you can then decorate. There's a decorating station with ideas of how to decorate it. Uh, what else am I missing? We have the Kona ice truck. We don't have the rocket car. I'm sorry, because it was raining when they had to drive here and they don't have a roof, so they can't drive in the rain. So we don't have that, but we have lots of fun. If you aren't comfortable eating um, downstairs with a whole bunch of people, you can come up here to the parlor. I, there's all kinds of tables around the church, and you can wander around. It's like a getting to know the church too, right? And Or you can take it home. We also have to-go boxes. You can take your goodies home with you. So that's today. Next week, next week is a big week. Today was our last 10 o'clock service. We will now be meeting at 10.30. If you come at 10 o'clock, guess what you get to do? You get to have coffee, and you get to fellowship, and you also get to go to classes. Um, we have our 8.30 worship service that will be the same as it is now. Then 9.30 is our gathering time where we'll have education, um, Sunday school classes, as well as conversation, coffee, um, Sunday school classes for the kids, and then at 10.30, we will have this worship service um, just a half an hour later, and we'll add in our choir. And so if you would like to be a part of our choir, Michaela is an awesome teacher, so there's no real skill involved. You, she'll teach you what you need to know, okay? And it's like, it's a top-notch choir, no joke. So um, I think that's all of like the fun and exciting things for the next couple of weeks. And anything else, look in here, okay? I'm going to um, give a benediction as well as a prayer over our food here. So whether you're eating here or you're eating somewhere else, it'll go with you to wherever you're eating. And then we will sing our, our outgoing song. 
So let us receive God's good word. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Good and gracious God, it is a joy to gather in your name, to be together, to get to know one another. And we pray your blessing upon us, upon the food that we might eat, that it might empower us, nourish our bodies so that we can go out into the world and do your good work. We pray these things through the power of your spirit and in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen.
right, y'all. Have a wonderful week. I will see you downstairs for some food.